Welcome to the Home Ownership and Marriage Podcast with the Low Property Team, where it is all about running a successful business together and balancing a healthy marriage. Host Jarrell and Brittany Lowe, purpose and passion is to help you create the life you want by turning your combined passions into generational wealth while sharing what they've learned on their journey with you. Let's get started. And here we are on another episode of Home Ownership and Marriage. My name is Jarrell Lowe. And I'm Brittany Lowe. And we are the Lowe Property Team and extremely excited to talk about our, our topic today, right? When does it make sense to refinance? And I know we've been hearing a lot about marry the house, date the rate, and all those good cliches that are out in the world, but we want to talk about what we've been sharing with our clients, what the information we've been hearing, or, you know, questions that have been coming to us. And it's always that question of when is the perfect time to refinance? Now, before we even jump into that topic, I do want to say it has to make sense for you financially. It has to make sense for you, your spouse, your family. But it, it's a several factors that come into play that we considered before we refinanced our home and got ourselves into a better position that was a little bit more comfortable. You know, I think the decision to refinance depends on several factors. I think it's one thing that we should all, always consider is the length of time we plan on living in that home. How long do you plan on living here, right? If you're refinancing and you're deciding to move in six months, will it make sense, right? Because you got to recoup those refinancing costs. I was going to say something crazy. I think the second thing we need to consider also is, is the interest rate that great? If you got in at a seven and interest rates are hovering around a six, it might not make sense to refinance right now. You know, maybe wait it out a little longer until that time comes. And then I think the third thing that we always have to consider and we tell our clients is, how long will it take to recoup those closing costs? Because you don't want to move out in less than a year and you're 10, 15,000 in closing costs in to get yourself into a better financial rate. Begin with the end in mind, understand what you're working towards, and then understand the value of refinancing because it can work to your benefit in a lot of ways. Yeah, I think, you know, refinancing for some is definitely a wise decision, but for others, it may not essentially be worth it financially. You really just have to evaluate specifically your situation and what's going to make the most sense for you. I think one, there's, it's the typical, should I refinance my mortgage rule of thumb? And it's essentially, if you can reduce your current interest rate by like one and a half, 2% or more, it's likely going to make sense for you because of the money that you're going to save in the long run. But like yeah. Gerald had mentioned that if it's just half a percent or even just a percent, it might not make sense for you. Um, and it's not like you're going to also refinance multiple times per year. So make sure that when you do it, that it's going to count. Yeah. And I want to add in there, right? When we're talking about that rule of thumb, I want to address that there's a cash out refi and there's just a refinance to a better interest rate. We're speaking solely just on that refi of an interest rate because the cash out, there's a lot of stipulations in there. And we're really honing in on First-time families, you know, first-time couples, people that have just bought their first house, 
They probably got in at a stressful time, but we didn't get those pandemic rates where it was 2%. And you're looking at a 7 6%, which is absolutely okay, historically speaking. But when we're talking about those reasons of refinancing and what I addressed before, I'm only going to speak to what I know. I'm not the expert. Speak with your mortgage lender. I think that's a big key deal right there. Speak with your mortgage lender because they'll help you. But I want to share something that it's when we're deciding when's the best time to refi. I just bought my house. I'm just giving you an example. We just bought a house. We got an FHA and a FHA loan. And now it's month eight, nine, tenth month of living in the home. There's a couple of things that you should be considering before you even make the decision to refinance. One, can you streamline that loan? Have a conversation with your lender and can we streamline this loan? There's a way where you can go and get the PMI taken off of the home. And we've, you know, what recent clients have seen PMIs, the private mortgage insurance, they are averaging anywhere from two to $600 per month tacked on. And that insurance is just protection for the banks. So I say one, can you streamline the loan? And if it's able to be, then can we take that PMI off and bring that cost down a little bit more? I think another thing to consider is what are those interest rates looking at? What are we at right now? Did you get in at a seven? And now, you know, we're hovering, I think right now we're at about a, a five, eight, five, nine. I would say, you know, let's hold on a little bit. Let's hold on because things are going the way it's going to go. I think by the end of this year, we're going to see, we're going to be right there at that 5%, 5.1, 5.2 interest rate, which it puts you in a favorable place. You know, you're talking about going from a 7% to a 5%. You're talking about shaving off a couple hundred bucks off your mortgage monthly. So these are things that are favorably working in your benefit as the homeowner. Well, another benefit as well is that when you do refinance to a lower interest rate, it also just allows you to build equity in your home more quickly. So for some, that is one of the main reasons as to why they want to do it. And I think anybody, they have a specific reason as to why they want to refinance, um, whether it's a short-term investment, a long-term investment. Again, it just comes down to what's going to make the most sense for you. Yeah. And uh, one thing, can we just add this? I think the one thing, even though we're, we feel or maybe experiencing a little uh, anxiousness around uh, refinancing, I would say this. The great news is, guess what? You already own the home. There's no competition out there. It's you trying to refinance the loan that you have mm -hmm. on the home to get yourself into a better position. So for all of our buyers that are still on the fence, right, where I don't know, maybe I should wait. Just as you were waiting, there's 10 other people waiting. But if you've gotten yourself in the home and that, that interest rate's a little uncomfortable, or it's not ideal, we're going to experience a little bit of discomfort in this process because homeownership is never easy. It, it, it is fun. It is exciting. And there's always a new project that's going to come up. Uh, me and Brittany were joking the other day. We have never spent so much time in freaking Home Depot. Like, why mm -hmm. do we keep showing up here weekend after weekend? Because you know what? There's going to be a project that leads to another project that opens up another project. And oh my goodness, that's another project. Yeah, it doesn't stop. But I think when you're talking about refinancing, though, you're really just free from the stress of home buying. 
moving. There's less pressure to close by a certain date. You're not having to go back on the market to go find another home. So it's really, it's a lot more simple, especially if you had endured a headache or a nightmare of a first time home buying purchase. Some people had an experience where it was definitely not something that they ever want to do again. And some people it was a little easier. So refinancing has really nothing to do with going back on the market to look at that home search again, going through the entire process again. It's it's very different. Yeah. A little more intricate, but um, it, it there's a lot more benefits in the long run. And I think, you know, one of the things that I think Brittany brought it up or shared it I think I want to highlight the importance of understanding or considering those closing costs, right? You know, when you first bought your home, closing costs were anywhere from 2 to 4% of the total purchase price. And these are items that we want to be prepared for. Now, with refinancing and considering those closing costs, it's two things that I, I want to bring to your attention. If you're trying to reduce your monthly payments, beware of the no closing costs refinancing from lenders and again have that conversation with the lender although there there may although there may be no closing costs banks want their money i i me and Brittany live in this space where i don't think anything is free right everyone's out to make something or capitalize off something a bank will recoup its money through the fees they're giving you at higher rates. Your rates are going to be a little bit higher. So if the going rate right now is 5% and they're saying, yeah, we'll do a no closing cost refinance. Again, I don't want to speak for somebody else's lane, but you might get offered a 5-4, 5-5, and you have to prepare for yourself for, is it necessarily free? Is there anything? It's all going to come at a cost and you have to be willing to put some skin in the game. Yeah, because I mean, that would really just defeat your goal if you wanted to get at 5% interest rate and now you're looking at 5.4, 5.5. So then potentially the the second route would be wait until it goes to 4.5. But again, yeah. we don't have magic balls and can't project when a magic crystal ball as to when the rates are going to drastically change or what they're going to be or what they're going to look at. And that's why it's so important to talk to your local mortgage broker or lender and just have conversations about your portfolio and your upcoming investments or if you're comfortable where you're at and maybe just sit back and wait. That's also another option. And I think just we're speaking of closing costs, but I want to highlight a couple of those things that you need to prepare for, right? You'll need to cover charges for title insurance. If it's an attorney's fees, uh, to have an appraisal come out, taxes, transfer fees, among others. What we tell our clients is prepare for anywhere between 3 to 6% of the loan's principal, right? Again, I don't want to speak in a lender's lane, but we'd like to err on the side of caution. So if you can prepare for 3 to 6% of that, that will put you in position to be prepared for that refinancing process. I think that's a huge, huge step to understand when we're talking about preparing for that. I think one thing before I pass it back to you, Brittany, I think one thing we also need to be considered of is we got our home 9, 10, 11 months ago, but here we are, things have changed financially. And it's important to understand to keep yourself mortgage ready. If you know you want to refinance, you've had to go through this process of getting your DTI down, keeping your credit score up. It is the same thing. Keep yourself mortgage ready by not taking on massive debt and just monitor your credit score as you're going through this process and preparing for the refinancing. Mm -hmm. And then considering also how long you plan to stay in the home. 
in really in deciding whether or not to refinance, you'll want to calculate already what your monthly savings will be when the refinance is complete. So I wrote this down really, it's just a helpful tool. So your lender is going to calculate your total closing costs for the refinance if you decided to go that route. So if your cost amount to, let's say, approximately $2,300, you are just going to simply divide that figure by your savings to determine your your break-even, right? So in this case, the home for two years or longer, refinancing would make sense one and a half years into the home, 2300 divided by approximately 1500 is 1.5. So if you plan to stay in the home for two years or longer, then refinancing should make sense, right? But you want to be sure that when you're having these conversations also that you have exactly what your monthly is and what, where you want your monthly to be, right? Have the numbers already predetermined in your mind so that you're not going in blindly with yeah. just a new monthly that you're only shaving off 20 bucks because yeah. that that just wouldn't it wouldn't make sense for you. I think it, when we're talking about that and you bring up a great point and I just want to highlight this, the question of this today's show is when is it the right time to refinance your loan? Well, I'll tell you this, within the first seven to 10 months, you cannot refinance that loan because that loan is still being seasoned, meaning that when you go purchasing your first home and have an understanding of what to expect and all that stuff, once the loan is yours and you get your first bill, you usually from that first bill to about the seven, somewhere between the seven to 10 month mark, depends on, I was going to say the vendor, but the lender and also who's housing that loan, Right. You're going to hold that loan for that time, meaning uh, M&T Bank is going to be the holder of that loan for that first seven to 10 months before they try to sell it on the secondary market. It all just depends on what type of loan you have, right? Conventional, FHA, USDA, you know, there's a whole bunch of options out there. And I think that's why it's important to understand what is compiled in this loan. And in understanding, we I shared with you earlier, but as the private mortgage insurance, I hate it. I absolutely hate it. But it's depending on where you are, what type of loan you're using, it's important that you're going to have to account for that extra hundred, couple hundred bucks on your mortgage. And really what it is, just during the periods when home values decline, many of the homes are appraising for much less than they have been appraised in the past. And he's talking about PMI for those that didn't, private mortgage insurance PMI. And if that's the case, when you're considering refinancing, the lower valuation of your home may mean that you now lack sufficient equity to satisfy that 20% down. And whenever you purchase your home, if you want to get the PMI off, you have to. You have to get to that 20% number. There's ways around it. But just black and white, straight to the point, 20% equity in the home removes that PMI off of your mortgage payment. Yeah, but always, you know, to refinance, you'll be required to provide a larger cash deposit than you had expected, or you're going to have to carry that PMI, which is going to increase your monthly payment. It could mean that even with a drop in the interest rates, your real savings might not really amount to to much. Yeah. So, you know, a lot of people, that's one of the big reasons, you know, they want to get the PMI off. But I think maybe let's talk about just some tips or stories that we can share with listeners just about refinance. Because I think a lot of buyers in the market, they are afraid of the interest rate. Mm-hmm. They're getting hopeful in terms of what they're hearing, let's say on the news, right? But keep in mind, interest rates are not, they're not equal for all. It's not a cookie cutter approach. Even if you hear, you know, it on the news or on the media, your coworkers, Sally, her interest rate, that does not mean that that is going to be your interest rate. Each package, 
each portfolio, it, there's so many factors that go into it with a debt to income ratio, with your credit score, et cetera. So your rate is not going to be your best friend's rate or whom, whomever that you speak to yeah. is going to be their rate. So again, that's why we always encourage so many clients and future clients, speak with the experts, have a conversation with a lender, have a conversation with a realtor that you feel comfortable with so that when that time does come around that you're purchasing a home or if you're refinancing or if you're selling, because when you sell, you're going to have to buy again, right? Those are very just important conversations to have. But circling back, I think a lot of buyers, they're afraid just of the, the interest rate and they forget about the ability to refinance. Now, I don't want to sit here and say that you can purchase a home and like Jarrell said, it's not like within a month you can say, okay, you know, I want to refinance. There's this, this specific waiting period, but also to keep in mind that you still want to have a strong profile when you're going into refinance. So that doesn't mean that you purchased the home and now you've accrued all this debt because yeah. of all these projects. You have failed to you know, pay your credit cards. You failed to do X, Y, and Z. So you still want to go into, if you are considering to refinance, to have a very clean package because it's really just going to backfire in your face and you won't have the ability to do so um, if you've, you know, for instance, accrued a lot of debt. And yeah. I think a lot of people fail to, I don't want to say understand, but recognize that, especially if you're trying to prepare to refinance. You have to really just take a methodical approach. And I think, speaking of that methodical approach, Brittany does an amazing job with new clients and we've—I'll uh, reference the conversation we recently had, and they said, "Well, my friend was able to afford a seven hundred thousand dollar home, and I think I can afford that much as well." And the question's not how much of a home you can afford, but let's look at that monthly. How much is what is that number monthly that you're comfortable with? And they'll share that number. And now we can work backwards and saying, let's add some of those things in there that we have to be prepared for. Are you FHA or conventional? How much are you planning to put down? Are you planning to go 10%? Are you planning to go 3.5%? These things are all variables to consider to when we get that final number. And it, look, let me just, I'm just going to speak straight. Some people are blown away when they see that final number of monthly, right? For example, they might say, I really can only afford $2,200, $2,300 a month, but it comes back at $2,600. What we tell families when you're in the home shopping process, you have to have a nest egg set aside because there's going to be unexpected costs that are going to come up. There's a bunch of stuff that's going to happen in your first year of home ownership that you have to be prepared for. Great example here in California, and we had a monsoon just pushed through, right? And the amount of clients that, that past clients that have had leaking from windows, that have had water building up in the front room or whatever the case may be, these are things that we're telling families to prepare for. So when we're saying you're in this home shopping process, put your nest egg up, right? Have a nest egg that will help you offset that. And what we were able to do is we said, all right, we're going to pay the mortgage for one year and give ourselves a buffer. That buffer, even though that number is a little higher than what we wanted, it was important for us to know refinancing is a part of our long-term goal. Why? Because that number, our interest rate, we're not going to be with forever. When when that number drops or hits, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not saying another pandemic is coming, but my goodness, if that 2% is coming and we will be ready for it to shave off 4 or 5% of our, our interest rate. 
but you have to have yourself positioned, mm-hmm. right? And I think that's the one thing we lose sight of. It's we, we like to do the fun things, but we're not setting ourselves up to be in position to strike when it's time. Or, man, I, I need another month or two to get myself in order or get some of the debt paid off. No. Real estate doesn't wait. Yeah, you have to strike when it's ready. When it's time to go, you got to be ready to go. And it's important in this homeownership journey, please create a nest egg. Whatever that nest egg for you, I don't know. But me and Brittany had a number in mind. We said we want to be able to cover a year's worth of mortgage without it affecting our day-to-day. That nest egg has prepared us to be in position for just in case those interest rates drop under 5%. Well, and you'll also, when you're having these conversations, always keep in mind that the numbers that are provided, regardless if they're provided by the lender, you know, the realtor, whomever that you're speaking to, those are estimated numbers, right? Rough numbers. Nothing is solidified, set in stone. It's the same thing, right? You're not going to lock your rate until you get into escrow. It's not the moment you get your pre-approval that you're getting a locked rate, right? So again, keep in mind because I think, uh, again, uh, people who are new to of this process, first time home buyers, we go into it with the mindset and we hear a specific number and now we're holding and sticking to that number. But like Jarrell said, you kind of want to have a nest egg. You want to kind of have a little bit of a, not an emergency, uh, but you just want a little bit of a buffer yeah. because interest rates change every single day. Closing costs, it's, it's going to vary between the county that you buy in. It's going to vary between the title company that you're working with. There are so many different factors. Home warranty packages, those are going to vary. Um, you know, it just... It, there's a lot of varying items. So if you're going in it with the mindset of, oh, it's only this much, you're really going to, one, get frustrated yeah. um, as to why you can't keep it under this number. So it's always great to for clients when they sit here and say, okay, we have a range from this number to this number, right? This is definitely our max. This is our comfort number. We'd like to be at this number. And then we can kind of you know work off of that. But again, it just goes, what it really comes down to is how much the purchase of your home is. Are you maxing out that pre-approval or are you staying $50,000 under that max pre-approval, right? So there's various ways to get around it, but specifically talking about refinancing, I think that the biggest takeaway for anybody would be just to continue, right? As you do live in your home and you're preparing for this process to keep a very clean profile. And for some lenders, they'll just have a conversation with you, look over everything, and then they'll say, you know what? I don't think now is the right time for you to do this. Let's do X, Y, and Z. Let's work on this and this, and then we can revisit it. That is one of the greatest things, I think, with a lot of preferred lenders that we work with. And that's one of the biggest conversations that we're having with our first-time homebuyers, right? With our first-time homebuyers, when you know they don't know a lender or they don't know who they should go to, we recommend them to the folks that we've worked with. And yeah. because we know Know that the first question that they're going to ask our clients is going to be, "What is your monthly payment that you want? Right? What do you? What is that threshold that you want to stay under? It's not going to be congratulations, you're pre-approved for X, Y, and Z, and we didn't even talk about what your monthly payment, what you want it to be. That's a huge, huge red flag, especially for us. And you know, speaking with different lenders, and we've been you know around the block for a little long, and we've we've found kind of our people, and we know that they're going to provide excellent service and educate and empower our clients just like we do. And for us, that's really important. And I think, you know, Brittany, my goodness, keep preaching. Um, I think what's also important to note is the fact that when there's times of high distress or there's times of uncertainty and what we're living in and the market, we don't know what's going to happen. 
I, I, we say this all the time, and it's a principle that we live by. Problem solvers get paid. And what we're highlighting is not the fact that you get paid, but being a problem solver, right? Yeah, you know, we, we want to be married to the, the, to the process, not the end outcome, the end result. You know what? My goodness, what am I going to do? I can't get into a home right now. Interest rates are going crazy. You guys, there are so many programs out there. There are lock and shop programs available out there. There are opportunities where a three, two, one buy down, or we can ask for concessions from sellers, right, to pay down our mortgage or our interest rate for a year or two. Problem solvers get paid, but what you can't do is when a problem avails itself is turn and run from it. And that's why we like to take these problems head on because we know that when we put our minds together and we're thinking and we're, we're focused on what the clients want and their needs are, it's going to come that we're going to be able to figure this out. If you're committed 120%, Brittany and myself are going to give you 100%. And we know just because these numbers are... A little ugly right now, not the greatest, but they're still at a historical average. We can overcome this hurdle if home ownership is a part of your journey. So the question still avails. When is the time, when is the perfect time to refinance? Of course, you can't do it in the first seven to 10 months, but those numbers after that have to make sense for you. And then you have to consider how long I plan on living in this home. If I'm planning on living in this thing three to five years, five to eight years, Hey, might make sense to do it, but just the same way you got into the home, start with a conversation with your experts, your lender, your realtor. Look at what's going on. See what your value of your home has done. Have you made any upgrades? Have you done anything to it? Maybe you don't even need to refinance the home, but you can streamline the loan. Just a quick interjection really quick. The moment that the news or the media tells you to refinance, you are likely late to that window. You're a couple months late. You are a couple months late. So it's just, you know, like like with anything, right? When we hear, oh, okay, now's when the media is telling you the perfect time to buy, well, yeah, it is the perfect time to buy. But for you, it might have been six months ago. So don't be late. Get the information now. Be prepared now so that you can you know, be ahead of the cusp in terms of <laughs> essentially the media. Yeah, you got to beat the curve because if, if it's on the seven o'clock news, guess what? You're a few months behind. With that being said, we wanted to address talking about that refinance capacity. It's a lot of conversations that are coming up around that. And you got to take a hard look at those numbers. We're going to continue to dive into some of these hard topics, even as we go through some of the things ourselves, Brittany and myself, and waiting for a better interest rate to come around, but not being in a rush because we've stabilized ourselves. And there's some other hotbed topics that we're going to bring up in future episodes that we're excited to bring on. Yeah, and I think these next couple of months as well, I don't know if Jarrell had shared in the previous um, episode, but we are once a month having some guest speakers on our podcast show that are knowledgeable in this field and you know can provide a plethora of information um, as it comes down to really just home ownership and marriage. So that's something that we're, we're really excited about um, and looking forward to being able to provide you with. And there's some key, there are some dope people we got lined yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. We love our people. So we're, we're, we're excited. We're sharing our tribe with you. Share this episode with a friend, family, whoever, coworker. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and comment as we just want to continue to build our tribe, home ownership and marriage. As always, tune in on the next episode, and we appreciate you for joining us on this episode.
Until next time. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Homeownership and Marriage with the Low Property Team. If you would like more information, helpful resources, or would like to book a personal consultation with the Lowe's, head over to lowpropertyteam.com. If you enjoyed today's episode, Jarrell and Brittany would be so grateful if you shared their podcast with a friend and leave them a review on iTunes or wherever you are listening. The Low Property Team would like to say thank you for supporting their show and being a listener. See you next time on another episode of Homeownership and Marriage.